As a driven dentist, you see the world differently. Where some see scarcity, you see abundance. When others want to give up, you keep going. You're building an amazing life of significance. That means you can't rely on ordinary advice from ordinary advisors to get to your goals. You want advice that's going to help maximize your net worth so you can take even better care of the people you love, the causes you care about, and make your dent in the universe. But the fact is, this advice remains hidden because relatively few professionals are well-versed in them, and the extremely affluent don't care to let you know about them. Join us as we pull back the curtain to reveal the often hidden advice and strategies used by today's most successful individuals and families. Welcome to Dental Wealth Nation. Here's your host, Tim McNeely. Welcome, everyone. And wow, I am so excited to have you here today. And, and we're going to be talking about design and more importantly, why design matters to you. And by the time we finish today, you're going to know why the design of your office matters more than what you may think it is does and how it's a vital part of your marketing strategy. You're going to have some new insights and knowledge into the process of designing, building, or even refining your existing space. But what I really want is for you to walk away feeling empowered and confident to move forward on designing the office of your dreams. And we have some experts here today to help you do just that. I'm so excited. I'm talking to Deb and Peter Wisweiser of Form and Function Interior Design. And uh, Deb and Peter, they have been involved in over 800 office design projects. That's, uh, that's quite a few. And so they know just a little bit about design and they really help dentists bring their office dreams to life. And today they're here to share how you can do the same. Peter, Deb, welcome to the show. Hi, how are Hi. you? Thank you. Glad to be Excellent. here. Yes. Oh, I, I am so excited to, to talk to you. And, you know, design is something that, that often can get looked over or, you know, kind of relegated to the, the last thing. And, you know, oh, well, what color are we going to paint the office? And that's about all design means to a lot of people. And so why does office design actually matter? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, office design matters because it's sort of um, – embodies your thoughts and, and what you want to project in your office. So um, just taking the time to uh, spend and thinking about how you want to bring your vision to life, um, it's very important. It shows uh, your personality, how you want to reflect yourself and your practice to your patients. Um, and so, yeah. yeah. So we're looking at the patient experience. Mm -hmm. So we what we want to do is Make your office very inviting so that you can bring in new patients, retain patients, and also retain staff, which is very important. Okay. And where does the design process really start? I mean, you mentioned kind of bringing vision to life. And I know, you know, if you may be listening, you may think my vision is just to kind of show up, practice dentistry, and, and go home. I mean, so so talk a little about what this design process and, and how do you even figure out what your vision is? Well, a lot of dentists know what they like and what they don't like. You know, um, I think by HGTV and all these uh, shows on design, you know, um, most people start to get into it. So a lot of the dentists that I've worked with will say, you know, oh, I, I want to do this in my office or, you know, this is what I'm going to call my practice. And so a lot of times it starts there. Um, 
we talk about um, the area that they're in, um, kind of a branding, what their logo is going to look like, how um, they they feel about what they. Right. Yeah. And when we, when we start this conversation, we ask them, well, do you have a logo? Do you have <laughs> right. a brand? And they're right. like, no, right. we have no idea. Yeah. So we say, well, okay, let's look at who you, is your patient. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's look at, that, at the area. Let's look at the design features of mm -hmm. your area. Mm -hmm. And then let's look at who your patient is or who do you want your patient to be moving forward. Mm -hmm. And then taking that as well as your design aspirations and pulling that all together. And that's when the design process starts. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so really proper design can, can help attract the patients that you're looking for in your office. Absolutely. I mean, so many people have told me, and my niece had said to me, she was walking in New York City and she goes past this uh, pediatric office and said, when I have kids, that's where I want to take my child to, because it was so appealing to her. So you'd be surprised that, that a lot of people will... You know, the world is visual, right? Uh, we look at the way people look, the way people dress, uh, how they have their home. We drive past a home and we'll say, oh, that looks lovely. So everything is visual. So even dentistry becomes visual. Right. So we have a doctor, for instance, I'll tell you an example. We have a doctor in South Carolina. We're doing his second office now. And he called us up. And the first thing out of his mouth was marketing. I, I want to market my practice this way, which we love to hear because we're on the same wavelength. And he's told us that he was in a strip mall and that many women pass uh, because of the stores in the location. And he wanted to make the office more of a coffee shop type atmosphere and a Charleston feel. He did not want it to look at like a, a dental office. He's, he features Invisalign and that's what he wanted to do. So we, and he's also a local photographer. So what we did was we introduced the design of the Charleston area within the office and built it at more of a lounge type feel. Okay. Oh, how exciting. And for our guests watching, we, we've got some photos we're going to share with you, but but hit the like button a couple times. And if we get some likes, we're going to share some amazing photos with you. And I, I promise you, you've never seen offices like what you're about to see today. It's going to blow your mind. And so, Peter, Deb, you know, design can get missed by a lot of doctors. Why do you think this is kind of an overlooked component in the design process of building an office or refining an office? Why does it get missed? Well, I think the reason is when a, when you think of or a doctor thinks of building out an office or a new office or expanding, I need to find a builder. And the first thing they do is I need to build. But what really comes first is design. You know, what do you want it to look like? How do you want to lay it out? Now, interior design also takes into consideration floor plan, the reflective ceiling plan, which is the architecture of the plan including all the features. So all those elements have to be pulled together before you even start talking to a builder mm -hmm. and, and you know, going that far down. But I, I think sometimes it gets left out because they always worry about budget. Um, you know, a lot of offices, and we do a lot of startups as well. And so, you know, they're on a really tight budget, but there are ways of making an office look a lot more expensive um, and give them uh, a beautiful office without spending a lot of money. 
Hmm. Uh, we did an office in New York City across from Carnegie Hall. So, you know, the rent was high. So, of course, she had no budget left, right? Because by the time she rented the place, there was nothing left. So she said, oh, I like French apartment. And I'm thinking, okay, French apartment. Mm -hmm. Now, we all know that a beautiful French apartment will be very expensive. So what we did was I, I usually start with the waiting area and the front desk and how I'm going to do that. So I looked at a floor and decor, which we all know is very reasonable tile. I found a marble with a brass in it that reminded me of a coach bag. And we put that on the front desk. We bought all um, lookalike furniture that looked very expensive, but wasn't. Um, I picked out different areas to put a beautiful wallpaper, but in small amounts to keep the price down. Um, so there are ways of right. making an office. And my portion of that project oh, Lord, was, <laughs> my portion of the portion. project was, we had a very long hallway, which we didn't know what to do with. And it was jagged. It's an old New York City building. So what we did was we studied up on Versailles and we actually mimicked the woodwork, which we found someone in the Midwest to do. Very reasonable. We had the paint, the gold trim paint produced on the West Coast, shipped it to the East Coast. And for less than $1,000, you had a wall that looked like yeah. Versailles. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Absolutely amazing. And, and right, I, I ask you kind of why that design process gets missed. And, and you hit on something that I think may be a you know common misunderstanding among a lot of people. And that's interior design versus interior decorating. There, there's a difference between those two things, isn't there? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Design is... You know, you, you go to school, you graduate with a degree in interior design, which I did. And it's it's more of working on the total space as a whole, as opposed to just saying, oh, I'll pick out this color or, oh, that looks good. Let's just pick that out. It's coming up with a whole concept versus a decorator will just come up and just pick some, you know, uh, Features. Oh, let's just do this, this paint and this flooring and we're done. Um, where interior design is the whole concept. We take into consideration the ceiling, um, you know, every aspect of the office. Right. right? And, and interestingly, and, uh, layout. and layout. So interestingly, we're asked to go out with realtors, with the doctors, and we go into empty spaces. And the mm -hmm. doctors already, we have discussed what equipment they want what they want for their practice. And they'll say, look at the space. Can I get out of this space what I'm looking for in my practice? Mm -hmm. And we've done that. Mm -hmm. So um, it's part of our service. Okay. And so really the design process, you're looking at how does the entire office function? What is the layout? What's that patient experience? It's not just, you know, what decorations you have in the office. Mm -hmm. right. right. Also, we look at the clinical aspect of it because that's also, if you're running a business, the clinical aspect, the flow and how the doctor works mm -hmm. and how their team works. So we will take a floor plan and revise it a number of times until it's specifically set up directly the way the doctor likes to work. Okay. Yeah. And you actually shared a, a floor plan of a before and after and some ideas here. And, uh, you know, I, I'd love to share that and have you walk through that with us, because I think that's so important to, to look at this design process and how it can really improve, like you were saying, the clinical aspect of your, your practice. So if you want to show that floor plan, go ahead and, and hit the like button. We'll, we'll share these with you. 
And we've got some likes coming in. So let's uh, go ahead and look at some floor plans here. And so I, I've got this up and let's see here. So Peter, walk us through what we're, we're seeing and, and looking at here. Well, what's on the top? Okay, on the top is what we call a fit-out plan that came from one of the uh, dental companies. And it's basically showing what equipment you want in, in the practice and basically a, a fit for your waiting room and office and, and restroom right. and things like that. How many chairs you right. can get in there. And that was his layout. So the doctor was you know, a bit disappointed and we wanted to make it kind of out of the box and give her something, you know, that is going to give her maximum visual. If you can see on the, the uh, picture below, there are all the windows, right? So you're having foot traffic going past it as well as driving. And so if you look in, we centered the front desk for people to be able to drive by and see it versus the upper one where, you know, you don't see, you're not really seeing the front desk or seeing really what's going in on there. You just see some chairs, a front desk, and it's it's not, the whole space isn't utilized correctly. And so, that's so where, where was the space located? Savory Springs. And okay. this is, and this is California. a, yeah, California. And this is a pedo office. So with the windows on three sides of the waiting area, Within a mall with a lot of you know people walking by, we wanted it to look very enticing of people walking by saying, "What is that? It's a dental office," and you know, there you have it. And we want it to look very organic, also, and the space itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so, so this is something right? High foot traffic in a mall. And, and what were some of the design goals that the the doctor was looking for, right? You mentioned the, the foot traffic, being able to look in and see that it was inviting. What were some other things that they were looking for too? Well, she wanted it to be very, um, her theme and her likes were taking um, the outside inside. So she wanted to bring this nature um, kind of theme into it with animals and nature. And remember in pedo, um, not only are the kids going, but as well as the adults, right? So an office also has to appeal to the mom and dad that are going in there rather than just, you know, the kids. And so um, that was very important to her. And um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and also um, when we look at pedo, when we've sp spoken to so many of our clients are pedo doctors, um, Pedo doesn't stop at, you know, 12 or 13. The children are usually going to pedo up until they're 18 years old. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to make it also um, they, that they weren't feeling like this is very childish to go to this type yes. of office. Okay. You know, they, we, it, we have a theme and it's woodland theme, but it was very done in a very, very nice, tasteful way wasn't garish and that's what we try to bring across mm -hmm. to the doctors like we can have a theme and take it to that step where it just fits the number of age groups going up yeah well right just looking at the the design plans and the floor plans alone i know which office i want to step foot on and which one looks far more inviting and which one i would walk into if i was walking by and the clear answer is it's the the open floor plan it's the one where you can look in that looks inviting that you want to be part of Yes. Yeah. And so, no, I, I think that speaks volumes about the importance of design and everything that you're, you're doing there. 
So, you know, kind of coming along with that whole design thing, um, you know, what does the whole process really look like, right? If I'm thinking about building my first office or I'm building that second, third, fourth, fifth office, or I want to, you know, take my existing office to the next level, how do you get started? What are the things you should think through? Well, the first thing we like, well, what we do is we get the phone call. And the doctor says, I either have an existing office or I want to move into an office or I'm looking for space. So we, we talk to them about what they're looking for in their practice. Now, some doctors will say, I want a, so many chairs, so much space, but I also want to rent out a portion of the space. So I'm looking for a space where I can make some extra money as far as you know real estate and go that way. We have other doctors that say, we want to buy a building and go that way and maybe put another business in or a um, maybe a rental unit in and things like that. So we try to find out more about the business aspect of what they're doing. And usually the doctor will come back and say, well, you're more than just interior design. We have to understand your business. And then we go from there. And we have normally what we do is we uh, send out a um, checklist so the doctor could check off like what equipment they want. And what we say to them is, what do you want today? And what do you want in the future? Mm -hmm. Now, one of the things we find that many doctors will just look, I need this now. This is what my needs are now. But five or 10 years down the road, where do you want to bring? Do you want to bring on associates? Do you want to grow the business? Do you want to sell the business in so many years? And we take that all into account on how we go about designing the space because, again, how much money do we want to invest in those features in the space? Yeah. So, so that's what we, we usually interview the doctor for no. an hour or so. Um, and before that, we send the checklist out and then we interview them and give them time to get to know us. What, what they're looking for, and really getting, you know, a feel for them as well as they get a feel for us. Now, right, so so you start with that design process, and you mentioned a lot of times it may get ignored because of the the, the budgeting or people just yeah. thinking, oh, it's going to cost too much. So, so, you know, what should a doctor think about in terms of budgeting for the interior design process? And then ultimately, what kind of ROI can they expect if it's done well? Okay, so... As far as budgeting goes, um, we work within, so if the doctor has gone out and gotten a number, we can work it within those budgets because we know basically what construction people are putting into their estimates. So we can work within those budgets. There's a lot of ways we can massage it and work it that way. We can save one place and put money somewhere else. The other thing we do is we speak to the doctors about what the needs are up front. So for instance, what we like to do is number one, put a good floor in. I mean, we don't want to tear out a floor, right? You want to leave that floor in for the number, number of years. Um, the front desk and the waiting room, that's the look of the space. And then in the back, what we can do is rather than putting a hard service down for the uh, cabinetry, we can put in... Um, right. So, so kind of what I do to the doctor is things that can be replaced down the line, like a lot of doctors will say, oh my God, I love this quartz stone. Well, you might love it, but it might not be in budget. So that's something that can be e easily switched out a year or two or five years down the line. So, you know, we just want it to look good. And so um, those are things that we can cut on the budget on. 
Um, as Peter said, flooring is one thing that you don't want to. Um, as a company, we give our discounts. So we try and save the doctor as much as possible to give them a quality floor, but our pricing. So, you know, this way I feel like they're covered for that. Okay, uh, but, but it really sounds like you're able to incorporate and work with whatever budget you may already have. And, absolutely. And, it, and you can do it in a way that's going to actually produce better results than just mm -hmm. a bland design project. Right. Yes. Right. Okay. Right. Now, what are, what are some of the current trends that you see going on in the marketplace today? Well, with COVID, that's really changed the way we look at medical offices. Um, waiting rooms are no longer used the way they used to. Uh, efficiencies as far as um, scheduling patients has changed. Um, one of the things that we've noticed is, uh, well, one of the things that we did when COVID hit was we were on every um, webinar there was from the FDA, uh, AMA, finding out what was going on as far as design. Not too much came out of that, but what we did find was products. Products are changing, and we're looking for micro uh, bacterial products. We're looking for materials such as brasses that a virus cannot live on. We're looking at um, incorporating UVC lighting uh, in the rooms to, um, to disinfect the rooms, uh, hands-free electronics as far as uh, lighting, um, hand washing, of course, also breaking up the waiting room into smaller sections so that you're hmm. not sitting on top of someone else and things like that. Also, we're finding a trend is some doctors that have had a practice decide, okay, I'm going to buy a building um, and I'm going to you know, rip that down and do a new building. And what they're doing is they're putting residential units within their building itself. So not only is it a dental office, but it has residential and sometimes permits come a little quicker. Uh, they have that steady income all the time um, that help pay for their, their, you know, building. So that's, that's been a trend lately that we're finding. Okay. As right. well. And so, right. Let's pretend we've been sitting down, right. We've been working through this. We know what our design looks like. We've done the budget. We've incorporated some of the latest trends. How do you start choosing and working with a, a builder? What does that process look like? Well, what what we normally do is when we we come up with our uh, our plans and we hand them to the doctor, and the doctor will or we will help the doctor choose a few builders. Now, since we've done so many of these offices, we know many builders. And what we'll do is we'll bid the project out to a number of builders and get their numbers in, and then review the bids and make sure that everything that everyone's bidding apples to apples. Mm -hmm. And what we, what we tell doctors, the most important thing is, please, let's hire a builder that has dental experience. It is so important that we do that. As well as if you go and look for an architect, again, dental experience. The people on the team need dental experience. So important. Okay. So, so really making sure you've got the, the right team. And so, right, we've got the interior designer view. We've got the, the builder. Who are some of the other team members that, that need to be involved in this process? The equipment companies. They need to be involved. Um, we bring in um, an architect uh, if we need an architect in some cases. Um, who else would we bring in? Um, Dental so consultant sometimes, yes. Doctors who don't mm -hmm. even know how to sign up for insurance and things like that. 
um, you know, that's always very helpful um, to them. Some of the doctors say, you know what, I could do it on my own. And other doctors feel like I need that. I need that support. Um, but the most important thing is, you know, working as a team. Yes. So you pick your team and you all have to work together and you all have to have good communication. Oh, right. And one of the key things that we look for in a builder is that they have very good project management. Because what's happened now with the supply chain, especially with COVID, we need to order the materials, get the materials in at the time they're needed in the build itself. So when we source materials from the design aspect, we're looking at the products themselves, mm -hmm. we're looking at pricing, but we're also looking at availability. So that we know when the project's gonna hit, we're actually working with the, our vendors work out those scheduling and then we work with the builder as far as their project managers to get the material to the space at the right time. Okay, excellent. So I'm Tim McNeely. You've been listening to Dental Wealth Nation. We're talking with uh, Deb and Peter Wisweiser of Form and Function Interior Design and they're sharing with you why the design of your office matters and how it's a vital part of your marketing strategy. They've been sharing insights and knowledge into really the, the building, the, the design and refining your existing space so that you can feel even more empowered to move forward on designing that, that office of your dreams. But sometimes on the path, there can be some pitfalls. And so what are some common pitfalls that you typically see in this process that, that doctors can encounter? You're laughing. <laughs> well, I, I know because this is serious stuff and, and many people don't realize that, that it can go wrong. Yes. I mean, I, we can tell you some examples. I mean, we I had a doctor come, told me what number he had gotten for a bit to build the space. There were no designs on the space. And on the AC, uh, electrical, and flooring, there, was an, uh, there wasn't a number on the quote. There were question marks. The biggest cost of the build was question marks. And the builder told the doctor, don't worry, I'll take care of it. We'll work when we get there. And of course, that was a red flag. Um, we've had situations where um, AC units would not function for the space. In other words, they were too small. Where we we were involved in those situations, you know, and things like that. And it's hard to believe that in today's day, you know, today's day and age, and what's going on, these things come up. But we have and, many, many instances, right? And also, I think it's important about the lease um, to make sure that things are included in your lease. Right. One job that we were working on, the windows were a mess and, you know, it wasn't painted outside. And I said to the doctor, well, I, you know, are they, is the building going to replace your windows and, and paint? And he's like, well, yeah, I forgot to think about that in my mm -hmm. lease. And so they need somebody to do a good lease negotiation as well, um, because none of that was included. And I said, wow, if I would have known that, I would have, you know, told you right from the get go, make sure this is in, make sure that's in so that they're covered. Because remember, especially startups, they don't have any extra money or either does, you know, somebody who's, you know, going into a third or fourth office. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this is something, though, if it's well thought out and, and you're getting ready for that, that next office and you haven't done the lease yet, these are things that can be negotiated mm -hmm. in and mm -hmm. you can actually yeah. get the, the landlord to help you pay for some of the design of your dream office, can't you? Yes, yes. absolutely. So you need a good negotiator. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Excellent. Now I, I, I'm I'm super excited about the next part because you've shared some photos that you've done and I'm so excited to, to share it with our audience here and so so walk me through the uh, the toy shop and, and what we got going there and I'll, I'll pull some photos up T tell me about what we're looking at here okay so this this doctor that um, mm. I worked with um, we'll wait till the pictures come up okay so he loved he loved children he had a bunch of them himself and he was very fun and he wanted it um very bright and cheerful um but not so much color that it would give you a headache so um the boxes in the front were things where toys were and then um where the kids could go in and pick a toy and whatever and then in the hallway on the ceiling you could see we had this ceiling design and he wanted a tree, but he wanted to do something a little bit different. So on the ceiling, we kind of went this uh, in and out, in and out kind of a tree type design, which is a little bit hard to see there. But if you're there, you look up, it's kind of like that. And I think in the uh, then down the hallway, what we did was we did some caulking, these little round pebbles, like little round dot caulks where he could put pictures of the kids and, you know, interactive things with the kids to look at. And then if you take the other picture, which is the one that should be coming up. It's coming up right now. There we go. Okay, so he wanted to do like a tree, um, but he didn't want it to look so much like a tree and be too, you know, um, and so what we did was we made this out of metal and we had some lights coming down to kind of look like, you know, um, it was like leaves coming down. And then what we also did was we put iPads on there so that the kids could have this interactive kind of fun type thing and where it was just completely out of the box versus just doing a tree in the office, right? And we made it colorful, but still it's not over the edge with too much color. Yeah, right, it's just, it's fun, it's whimsical, it attracts you in, and, and, and so, you know, right, talk a little bit about the area that they're in, what kind of building was this? So it was it was an area where they had uh, all medical offices in there, and um, it had uh, a lot of drive-by type traffic. So you know, if you drive past that office, you're going to see you know that tree lit up with all these little dangly lights, and uh, it just kind of is like, what is that, right? I mean, you know, that kind of a. Uh, you know, uh, I'm not even sure what to say about that, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so people were able to kind of look in and, okay. wow, that's different, you know, kind of, and that's fun. Yeah. Um, and it's unusual. And that's, you know, so that's what, um, and it's a different type material. It's made out of, you know, metal. And um, so that's different as well. And so it's not going to get ruined by kids, right? You could wipe it off, clean it. Um, and uh, it's uh, antimicrobial, yeah, you know, know. Uh, microbial and all of that. So 
Those are right. things to think of because kids wipe their nose and put it on there. So right. good to know. So, so not only do we do pick the materials to design, you know, to build that, but we also design it. We draw it out and we yeah. hand those plans to the builder. So we have to tell them how to fabricate. Mm -hmm. Okay. No, very, very impressive. And I know we've got some people watching. If you want to see more photos, go ahead and tap that like button because we've got more amazing photos to, to share you. So if you want to see more, just tap like and, uh, and with that, tell us about the, the next office that we're going to look at here. So the next office is uh, Star Trek uh, Enterprise type thing Dr. and Doctor Who okay. um, in it. And so, um, you, you want know, to start with is... the uh, interior lobby there, I think? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so um, you can see that it's kind of a spaceship type look to it. And in the corner, we have a, a TARDIS with this uh, buzzing light going up. And we wanted it to look like a spaceship. And so um, I designed these kind of windows. Um, so you're looking out into space. It has these little lights behind it. You can't really see it in the picture, but they're little light kind of things. So they're little dots. So it looks like stars. And uh, the chairs, they were... Um, an Ames chair that was a, a knockoff so we could keep pricing down. Um, on the front desk, what we did was um, where the tooth was and the starship type thing, we did, they were decals. So again, that kept costs down, right? Uh, we did a mural on the wall, which is, you know, cost-effective way of doing stuff. Um, and then we put a lot of light on the ceiling. Wow, absolutely phenomenal, right? What a beautiful design. And once again, it pulls you in and, and you're going to attract the kind of patients that you're you're looking for. I've yeah. got a couple other photos yeah. here. So which one would you like me to pull up next for you? Any, just, you can. All right, let me uh, do this one here. Got a, got a Cyberman coming for you. <laughs> okay, so this is in um, the doctor, in, in the um, dental uh, operatory. So again, we did something, you know, kind of cost effective. And so we did a circle with MDF and then we did a little mural. So um, it looks like you're looking out of the spaceship and looking at, you know, what's going on out there. You could see, you can't really see it close, but we had one of the moon and I think one of Saturn or whatever as we went down. So it's kind of fun for the kids, right? To look at that. And then again, a lot of times when you work with light, if you do a lot of different type of like LEDs, you know, strip light, it's very effective, but if you can see the impact it's making in that room, right? By just putting all the LED lighting. Yeah, no, very, very phenomenal. And then even with, uh, let's see here, got a close-up of the TARDIS that I love. So I'm a Doctor Who fan <laughs> yeah. myself. So this, yeah. I'm a Whovian and they absolutely love this too. Brilliant. Very, yeah, very so That was a lot of fun, um, you know, and, and doing it and trying to figure out how we can do it. And, and what was so nice is the doctor was so involved in all of this. And uh, it was just so nice to see um, how much this office meant to him because this was his childhood dream. And he collect figures and everything his whole life. Uh, 
you know, um, and stored them at his sister's house, <laughs> which might not have made her that happy. Right. Um, and you could see where you're kind of, we did these like rounded type walls going into it. And in the hallway, that's just, um, this banding is just, you know, um, stickers. So you can see that interior design lighting plays a major role. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, and the other thing I'm struck by is, right, you can do this in a very cost-effective manner, right? You, mm -hmm. you can add little touches, mm -hmm. and instead of spending money on, you know, really high-end finishes that mm -hmm. no one really cares about, why not spend that money and do it in a way to make your office attract who you're looking for? Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, so Peter, talk a little bit about lighting and the role that that plays, because I think that's an important aspect, too. Well, what we'd like to do is we like to um, feature... Uh, some of the products. So for instance, on the front desk, we'll run lighting around the edges, hallways, we'll run strip lighting there um, to illuminate the soffits on the ceilings, uh, things like that. So that it's just, you take it dimensionalizing the space itself. But what we also have to do is make sure that, because we we're, we're still talking about we're medical offices, dental offices, it has to work clinically. Okay, so when we add some lighting, we might also do that in the operatories, especially when you come to pedo, but also we have to have the proper lighting for running the clinical aspect of the space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but right, even in here, right, you can see, right, the, the, the waiting area, right, that's well illuminated, great lighting mm -hmm. behind the desk, right? These are things that, that once again, can get overlooked by someone if, they, if they're not working with people like you who understand dental. And right, and these are kind of fun, whimsical designs. But I'm guessing it works just as well if you've got a you've got a GP practice or an oral surgery practice, right? Mm -hmm. There's things that can be done there too to help incorporate your dream to really make that come alive. Also, correct? Yeah, yeah. We just did an oral surgery office, and he had a window. And as you went into the space, to the left was this window going into the clinical, and he's like. What are we going to do? Put a shade there? I'm so sick of that, right? So we got this um, kind of, but he didn't want to close the window. So we got a material um, that we put in front of the window, and it almost looked like an art piece. So when the light comes in, it looks like an art piece rather than just a shade or, or whatever. Um, so there are these little areas, and people don't have to spend a lot of money if we just do these little pieces in different areas and highlight those. Wow. No, I, I think this has been absolutely exciting to, to talk to you because so often we think, oh man, you know, I can't afford the interior design. Mm -hmm. But really after seeing this, the question is how can you not afford to do this and differentiate your practice and really stand out from the crowd? Yeah, because that's important. Yeah. So any closing thoughts here before we sign off? What do you think? <laughs> oh, you throws it to me. <laughs> All right. Um, I just think that one of the most thing, important things is to get a great team if you're going to decide to do an office. Um, team is the one of the most important things um, to take away from all of mm -hmm. this. Um, to read your contract. So with no matter who you sign with, whether it be with a contractor, uh, interior designer, a, um, a dental consultant, whoever it may be, read your contract so you know who is responsible for what. Yeah. Right. And, and what I like to say is, you know, with doctors, when we're discussing interior design, sometimes we get the call saying, 
I don't know if I need an interior designer. And what I we come across and say, look it, you've worked very hard, went to all the school, you have loans that you have to pay back, <laughs> you're going to work every day, right? It should be the office of your dreams. Mm -hmm. You've worked so hard to get to this point. Let's go down that road and design it the correct mm -hmm. way. Yeah. No, very, very powerful stuff. And uh, how can we get in touch with you? How, if someone wants to explore this design process, how, how can we find you? Well, we have our website, uh, which is uh, myformfunction.com, where they can give us a call. Okay. Our number's on yep. there. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I just put your, your website in the, the links. And uh, yeah, if you're considering doing this, reach out. Talk to some experts, people who understand dental, who understand your world, because you, you show up in your office every day and you should enjoy it. And so, Peter, Deb, thank you so much for being thank an amazing you. guest. Well, thank you. And thank sharing you. Your, your insights and knowledge with us. Very, very powerful. And I know I'm certainly more excited about seeing more of this go forward because it really is an opportunity to serve your patients and differentiate your practice in a, in a crowded marketplace. Okay. Well, thank you again. All right. Well, hey, you've been listening to another edition of Dental Wealth Nation. And wow, I, I don't want you to just to listen to this. I want you to take action. Because if you just listen to it and you don't take action, you've just wasted the last 45 minutes of your life. But if you take action, if you do something, you're going to be much closer to building that amazing life of significance. And that'll help you take care of the people you love, support the causes you care about, and really change the world for the better. Until next time, make it a great day. You've been listening to Dental Wealth Nation. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from the show. Join us next time as we pull back the curtain to reveal the often hidden advice and strategies used by today's most successful individuals and families and help maximize your net worth so you can take even better care of the people you love. Till next time, make sure to hit the website at dentalwealthnation.com. 